Hello, everyone out there. Thank you for joining me. My name is Ian, and I'm very happy to let you know that my guest on tonight's show is Hayden Troby of the band Tiger Wine. Their brand new album, Die With Your Tongue Out, is being released on Friday, April 14th through Blood and Ink Records. It's a really great album. You should definitely pick it up. I don't want to hold you back from the conversation with Hayden, so I'm making this a quick intro. So let's give you a taste of Die With Your Tongue Out. So let's start with one of their first singles, Spit. Enjoy. Alright everyone, welcome back. I am very happy to have my special guest tonight. His name is Hayden Troby from the band Tiger Wine. Hayden, how are you doing tonight? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. We are huge fans of the show, man. I'm pumped. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate that. So a little bit before this, let's dive right in because I'm extremely excited to talk about all this stuff. So you told me off air that you just came from practice. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Now, is that to get ready and get everything set for the tour you have coming up with Daisy Head and Northbound? Yes. Yeah. Um, We are doing a couple songs that we haven't done before. Okay. Um, So we've been we've been practicing dang near every night to try and like get those because we're we're super like like we kind of freak out about when we play stuff we haven't played before, Mm -hmm. and it's like it's hard for us to introduce new things into the set sometimes because we're just like. You know, we're, we're very, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say we're perfectionists. That sounds kind of like, I don't know. But sure. yeah, so we, we like almost over practice and just, you know, I'm sure you've heard like from guys that tour and stuff. It's like you kind of freak out about everything and, you know, everything has to be perfect and set to go before you go. So we're in that mode right now. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Was it kind of easy then to get together and decide on what new tracks you were going to play? Yeah, for sure. I think this one uh like we really really knew what we wanted to do um i don't know why like there was just a 
these these last two songs we're gonna play on this tour um like i think just mean a whole ton to a lot to all of us like mm-hmm. they're they're the two um the, the two last songs that we wrote for the record they um i don't know I, I feel like it's kind of like a look into what what our band might sound like in the future and like i think it's some of the the most mature stuff that we've written oh, very um nice. at the risk of sounding like you know like dull like i we're we're very mature now <laughs> but no but sure. <laughs> like yeah so i, I think it, it feels weird to say like I'm, we're just really proud of it you know and I, i'm excited for everybody to, to hear it and, and see what everybody thinks but yeah no that's actually awesome to hear because i was lucky enough to get to listen to die with your tongue out and it is oh. a great album so i am very happy that you're excited about it thank you so much man i really appreciate it Absolutely. So what does it feel like? Because that is true. I'm a big fan of this album. I can't wait till everyone else gets to hear it. It's one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, because I have been a fan since Low came out as well. So this is very cool for me. Now with the album at the time of this recording, it's coming out in a little over a week. How are you feeling right now? So, so pumped. Um, We, the April 14th, the release date, Mm -hmm. it will actually be a year to the day that we arrived in uh atlanta to record it oh okay <laughs> so, all right yeah so this one it was just a lot of you know things that just kind of came up you know we didn't like we were going to release it in september and then you know things happened and it, it wasn't going to work out and we didn't want to you know do something at the end of the year and so we we just decided to to wait and suck it up you know as much as we wanted it out um to wait and do it right and mm-hmm. so um, it feels amazing that it we it's finally has a date. It's finally definitely coming out, and like I just couldn't be more pumped to see what everybody thinks of it, man. Oh, that's really great. So you said Atlanta, so that's the glow in the dark studios, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So what made you kind of choose that area and that studio? Well, I mean, uh, glow in the dark was, was like a, a bucket list item for for all of us. You know, Matt has has produced some of like our favorite records, and mm-hmm. like you know, records that made us want to like do music like uh you know obviously everyone knows you know the stuff he's done like his reputation precedes him oh absolutely um but yeah like so um basically we just heard that the opportunity was there um and we were just like a million times yes like let's do <laughs> yeah, it and we perfect. just did what we needed to do and it was it was amazing man it, I, it was an incredible experience like i wouldn't trade it for anything and we'd do it again in a heartbeat it was awesome was that kind of hookup was that because of signing with blood and ink back with Lowell when it first came out? Um, yeah, I, I think like, yeah, Daniel from Blood and Ink uh, was the one who, who orchestrated it. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what he, how he did or who, who he got that figured out through, but it was, yeah, it was insane to get that call. Like, hey, do you guys want to go record at Glow in the Dark? And I was right. just like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure, of course. Well, that's kind of a far enough away from Colorado. Is that where you're calling from now too? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. We're, yeah, we're, we all live in the Springs. Yeah. Any big difference recording in Colorado compared to recording out in Atlanta? Definitely. Yeah. Um, when we recorded LOL, uh, it was with like our super good friend, Seth Munson, who, mm-hmm. uh, he works at a studio here, um, in town and, uh, like it, it was, it was so much fun cause it was just with our bud and, right. uh, like, but, so it was just so laid back and like we had, you know, we had most everything kind of figured out the way we wanted to sound like how we wanted it to sound and he didn't like do a lot of like writing with us on it um and so like that was really cool because we were just basically it was pretty much what we had going in was it mm-hmm. and then it was just so different because it's you know atlanta's so different than colorado and matt has like all these ideas that like j- that made all the songs you know even better um because like you know like we wrote this whole record and we're you know it's like your little baby and you you like think that you know how you want it to be. And then all of a sudden, you know, Goldman's just like, well, what if we did this? And you're just like, oh my, no way. Like that is <laughs> the coolest thing. And I never would have thought of that. And like, that just happened so many times. Yeah. So, and he also didn't like, you know, that, that kind of makes it sound like he was really, really like he took over a lot of stuff and that's, that's not true, but it was like, he, d- there's a lot of really subtle things, if that makes sense, that made the songs just like way better than, than they were without barely doing anything. He's just, he's a genius that way. It's nuts. I think you can tell too, and I'm sure people will once they get a chance to hear it on the 14th as well. But when I was listening through it, I heard a very raw quality. It doesn't sound like things are over-processed at all. 
No, um, it, which I like, I could not be more pumped about that. He, uh, like, there's a lot of, um, there's a little fun fact, I guess. There's a lot of, uh, stuff in the finals that, um, that like are from pre-production and like, oh. like I say a lot, it's not, it's not that much, but like there will be snare noise, yeah. you know, sometimes in the, uh, like in low parts where it's just guitar or just vocals or something mm-hmm. where you can hear the snare rattling. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a, you know, if there's just a big solo guitar part, you can hear the room really nice. And like, it was, it was just so cool. He just, when we were all talking ideas and stuff right during pre-production, he, he just said, yeah, I just wanted it to sound like you guys are just playing. Um, which I, I think is so awesome that he was willing to go there with us. Like that's, we, we like to think that we're kind of just trying to like, I don't know, like take a live show and kind of like make it work, mm-hmm. you know, on a, on a recording. And like, he just, yeah, he just met us right there. And it was so, so cool that he was willing to, to do that. For us. It was awesome. I think it comes out definitely in the record as well. Let's even go back a little bit then to Lull and the differences between the two, because it's definitely in the same vein. But like you said, there are those subtle changes and there's definitely, maybe it's harder to say, maybe a little bit more grungy tone to this new album. How did you kind of right. go about with what direction you wanted? Hmm. That is a great question. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess for for Lowell, kind of like we were just coming out of a different band, mm-hmm. um, so we started out as a three piece. Um, it was me, uh, our now guitar player Steve playing drums, yep. and Sean on bass, and uh, we like we were in a four piece band, um, and basically like when when that one ended, we just like kind of got back to like we just really felt like we wanted to start jamming again and just like having a a whole bunch of fun and just not caring about anything sure because we were before we were kind of like that band that i think maybe in hindsight took ourselves a little too seriously and like oh we're gonna try and do this and we're gonna try and hit this goal and we're gonna try and do that thing and that band never toured that band never did anything but like put out a few songs and that was it and so it, it was just like you know we coming out of that we were just like let's just not worry about all that bullshit and just have fun mm-hmm. and so i think that those five songs are, are definitely the product of of that and we were just you know all those willies that we wanted to get out, sure. if that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh this one was definitely more um like i guess on purpose okay. is, is what i the words i would use um we definitely like lyrically for me and uh like a lot of the uh the guitar parts that I, that I just know my, I myself wrote mm-hmm. um, were very like, I really felt like I had this weird thing where I just couldn't show up to practice with like a half done thing or, you know, something that wasn't like complete for me. Okay. Um, for some reason, I don't know why that is, but um, yeah, like this, this one was just way more of a, like a labor, I guess you'd say. Sure. For me, at least, I don't know if, if it was like that for anybody else, but I really felt like I was way more like fine tuning and like pushing myself and trying to try things that I wouldn't normally do or get out of my comfort zone and stuff like that. And it was just really, really cool, man. It was fun. Well, what is, I guess, the songwriting process then normally for you if you're pushing yourself to, you know, write more fuller, complete tracks? Are you writing most of the guitar parts and all the lyrics and then you run it by everyone? How do you guys piece everything together? That's that's mostly what happens. Okay. Yeah, like usually, um, usually we actually we do lyrics the very last. Um, and like sometimes it's really like hard for me to because I when the it's like someone comes to practice with something really really cool or if we you know write something that that I think just sounds super cool like I always am terrified of ruining it with <laughs> vocals. Um, and, and so I just kind of procrastinate and I just like the way that I write is I kind of just have this notebook of I just like puke out a whole page of thoughts on a certain topic or what I'm feeling or something. Okay. And uh, like at the very end, I kind of like organize them into something for the song. Um, and I have hope, hopefully it worked out, but uh, I think it did. <laughs> it's just, it's weird, but yeah, usually to answer your question, then usually what we do is someone comes with a riff or mm-hmm. a beat or something like that. Um, and yeah, we just kind of build around that. I'm sure that's what it's like for a lot of bands, but we're, we're probably pretty typical. But. Oh yeah. It's just interesting, I think, because a lot of bands are different, but it's very similar. I don't think people normally write lyrics first. It's very rare for that to happen. Mm. But if you do a stream of consciousness type of thing, which you were just mentioning, do you actually decide on a topic first 
and then go from there? Or do you kind of sift through for the topic you think that comes out? Oh, dang, that's just, this is another great question. Man. <laughs> um, I'm keeping what? track. I'm keeping tally of all my good questions. <laughs> that's at least that's at least two. Yes. Um, but so basically what I do is like I'll just stew over things um, until I just can't take it anymore and i just have to go write it down and just like whine about it pretty much (laughs) (laughs) and so when i just like feel like just whether i'm pissed off or whether i'm irritated or sad or whatever about something um then i'll just i'll just kind of write everything i'm thinking and everything Mm -hmm. i'm feeling about it um and then those just kind of like get forced into being lyrics like they just puzzle pieces that get bent into working okay kind of yeah oh interesting (laughs) all right Hopefully that's not what it sounds like, but no. yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens. Very nice. Well, let me also ask you, so you have a track on the new album, Die With Your Tongue Out, Sharp Elbows Part 2, because you had Sharp Elbows in Lull. How did you kind of decide on making a Part 2 of that track, and why don't more bands make Part 2s of tracks? Oh, man. Ian, you are you are killing it! <laughs> Holy crap! That's a I'm so pumped you asked me that. I, I didn't even realize how much I wanted to talk about. It. There we go. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so sharp elbows is about um, if for anyone who doesn't know, it's about my my dad. Well, my parents both mm-hmm. um have been pastors my my entire life, and they've always worked at churches, and I've just I spent my whole childhood in churches, and um, there was like there's a certain I won't name names or anything, but there's a certain uh like church out here that they worked for for a long time uh mm-hmm. that they just kind of poured their hearts and souls into and uh really really like gave years of their life to and uh they kind of had a moment where they felt like their time there was done and they needed to do something else and they needed to move on um and like the people essentially long story short the people who were supposed to be mentoring them just like they tried to ask them, you know, about it or tried to, you know, bring up that conversation and immediately they just shut them down and gave them their last day. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And so Sharp Bubbles is about like my anger towards, you know, the people that were involved in that. And like we, um, my parents have, you know, they dreamt about building a house for their entire marriage. And like when we moved out to Colorado in like 2003 or four, um, they just like saved and worked their butts off for years. Mm-hmm. And then they finally could afford to build a house. And because of all this, we, we lost the house Oh, and okay. uh, now, now somebody else lives in it. Wow. And uh, like it, and so I just kind of like, I kind of watched my, my parents turn into people I didn't really know in, in, in a weird way. That sounds really terrible, but it wasn't. It's super like, depressing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was super depressing. And um, so Sharp Elbows part two is, you know, now we're, now we're years later and uh i just kind of realized that um like that that wasn't like my being my being pissed off about it and my like you know hating these people was like i was holding on to that because i wanted to okay um and uh like there's another song called rainier yeah on the record too that uh that is like kind of about the moment that i realized that i was wrong um we we did a tour with comrades yeah. in uh last february and uh we like it's it's the weirdest thing that like, just, like that that kind of set this in motion and like it just wouldn't have ever expected it but it was just this this one local band we played with who you know was a fine band and it was it was like they put on a good show and everything and uh but like the entire time they were just like every single song was about like hating the church and every single song is about hating like faith or religion mm-hmm. of any kind or whatever and it was weird because like a lot of the things they were saying i like i technically agreed with um but like the way that it was being carried was just like i was just like this is all wrong like no one's you know, this isn't helping anything ah, okay. um and then i like realized that's what i'm doing <laughs> oh okay and uh so like there's you know there's there's parts in that song rainier about how i was just like sitting there just expecting like those kind of those things to kind of be reparated like those like i don't know like reparations to yeah. be made for for something that a was never like intended to happen and be like is never going to change what actually happened. And so part two is just about how like those people that were involved in that, they weren't, they didn't wake up that morning. And like, there's a line in the song that says, you didn't look at yourself and vow to uproot a family. But I told the mirror that I wouldn't be broken by curses that were never aimed at me. Right. And it's just like meaning that those people weren't out to get me. And I just 
let myself believe that they were. And they were just like, you know, they just, you know, whether for better or for worse, just like saw, saw my parents leaving as like a threat to what they kind of held dear, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that, you know, that's almost a noble thing as, as weird as that is like for them to have been wanting to defend, you know, anything that they thought that maybe was in danger or was in, you know, in trouble because of that. Um, you know, it still doesn't change what happened and it's still like, it still was awful to watch my parents go through that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that wasn't, they didn't, you know, I'm going to destroy that family or I'm going to, you know, right, right, right. do things to them. And it just wasn't their intention. And so I need to move on and not hold on to that anymore. So I guess first question, cause yeah. I have a couple coming out of that, but first question is, <laughs> is your family better now? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, that's good. To hear. Yeah. Like my, my parents are killing it. Um, like they, you know, they're, they're about ready to start. They're actually talking about building another house. Oh, cool. Um, and their things are a lot more stable. Um, they don't, they don't work for the church anymore. Um, they, they just put in so much time with it. And, right. uh, like, I don't, you know, it's, it's just a, a crazy thing. And so I think they're, they're both not doing that anymore. And, uh, like, I don't want to say they seem happier. Um, but things, things are just, you know, different and like okay. people are, you know, they're, they're pursuing things they've always wanted to pursue. And I think they're just, what it is, I think is they're taking time for them and making decisions for them instead of for other people for a change, which I've never seen and is weird for me, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well then also you had mentioned earlier on when we started talking about this album kind of being almost a mature point. And it seems just by what you mentioned lyric wise about the change in those two separate tracks that mm-hmm. that's a very mature way to look at things for sure. Jeez. Thanks very much. I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. I think it's a little strange. I don't know if you see this in the scene as well, but we were talking about this on the weekly show where a lot of times when a band stops using unclean vocals, and you certainly haven't done that, but in the scene when bands do people who are trying to defend them will say something like, oh, they just made a more mature sound and that's what they're doing. I don't believe that to be a thing. You mean like when, when bands start la-la singing more? Yeah, when they start the clean yeah. vocals and get completely <laughs> rid of the uncleans. Bands who, or, right, sorry, right. Fans who are trying to stand up for them will say, oh, no, they're just mature now. But getting rid of unclean <laughs> vocals is not making mature. Or, or when bands uh, like that are super like kind of high energy and do big, you know, have giant tones and like yeah. write big bad parts and stuff and they just write a record that's just like four bpm and like they're just i don't know and people are just like oh yeah it's just like that they're just more being more artistic right right i don't agree with that either. not that that's bad I no guess. no not that that's bad it's fine it's just the direction that they wanted to go in and that's right. kind of the way i see it so yeah when you bring up mature i knew you didn't mean it in the way that i don't think it should be meant if that makes sense right oh well thank you yeah absolutely <laughs> And now the last thing to come out of that. See, I had a few things I had to go through. The last yeah. thing was, how does religion affect you and the band in general since you've dealt with that for, you know, for your whole life? Does it seep into the music a lot or is it something that you build it around? How do you kind of navigate through that? Um, uh, well, so the, like, the thing with our band, uh, the one we were in before was like the other guy in the band kind of wanted it to be like almost like a worship band. Oh, sure. Uh, like if you ever listened to my Epic. Oh, it's something like that. Okay. Yeah. Like he wanted to have like those, it's just like a lot of biblical lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that or if like, bands want to do that, that's great. Um, and when we started this, we just kind of didn't like really didn't want to do that. Um, we, and so like, we just kind of decided like we wanted this band to, for that reason, to be just for, for fun. Okay. Um, and just because we loved, we loved the music and the art and stuff. And like for the purpose of just like doing the, doing music. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's really weird. Like we're, we're like not, you know, at, at the risk of sounding weird, like a Christian band, like that's not um, like what our band exists for. Okay. Uh, but a lot of the songs are about like my struggle with, with things like that. And my like kind of, you know, there's songs about how, like, I, you know, some days I don't know what I believe and some days I, you know, I just don't know where I stand a lot of the time. And I think right. that that's kind of like over the last few years, I've kind of realized I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's stuff on the record about that. Um, but yeah, a lot of the songs are about how, 
how like my you know my wrestling with with those kind of things and those issues and things that i like and don't like and that i agree with and don't agree with about all kinds of stuff like yeah yeah i don't know the record the record is definitely in the middle um it's (laughs) yeah so exactly it's i don't know it's (laughs) i'm rambling but oh no no (laughs) keep going no (laughs) i would ask you know, obviously I get to listen through the album and everything and, you know, pick out parts that I like and parts that I can ask mm. about. Once it comes out fully, then I can jump into the lyrics and really right. go through it that way. But is there any specific message that you're looking to get across with Die With Your Tongue Out? Well, there you go. I guess I was, I don't know why I was like, like not wanting to go into it a second well, ago. I don't know why. You can I hold off because, you ask. well, I know, I know some people do like to hold off and like the listener, you know, the audience to actually make their mind up about that. So if you want to hold off, I completely understand on that one too. Well, I think it was just, I just felt like I was talking way too much. Oh but no, this is, this is about this you. This is like an interview thing. Yeah, this like, is, <laughs> look, people are not tuning in to hear me. They are tuning in to hear Hayden. <laughs> Well, there you go. Shows how much I know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, let's. That's. I'm totally pumped to get into it. Um, okay, so, uh, it's funny. A lot of people have been like, "Yo, like, why is it? Why is it called something like so, like sarcastically deep and like pissed?" And uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's actually like it's "Die with Your Tongue Out" is the line from the first song, "Spit." It mm-hmm. has a. It's the one of the like the music videos. Right. Yep. Um. And uh, so, "Die with Your Tongue Out." Um. And "Spit" is kind of what I see as being like the overture mm-hmm. of the record, if you will, like the um. Like, you know, how if you go to a, uh, a play or a musical or whatever, like the, at the beginning, they play all of the musical themes throughout the entire that are going to happen. Ah, sure. And uh, then you recognize them later and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that lyrically spit is like what the record is about. And then, uh, you know, all the all the other songs kind of fall under that banner with different kind of subject matter. But oh, um, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, Die With Your Tongue Out comes from like something that my dad used to tell me and my brother when we were little kids. Right. Um, we would be like fighting and stuff and like we just... You know, you know how if you're arguing with a sibling or like a cousin or whatever, and you like, you just turn your backs and you're just like, hmm, you know. And uh, <laughs> my dad would say like, well, I mean, like if you're if if one of you guys is waiting for the other one to realize that they're wrong and apologize to you, like you're just gonna sit there with your tongue sticking out right. until you die. Like <laughs> that's just you're that's just what's gonna happen. Like the other person's not just gonna be like, oh, you know what, like now that you say like I'm an idiot, I I totally get it. Like yeah, I, I'm wrong. You're right. 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 Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of like my observation of, I guess, like, I just kind of look around and there's a lot of that going on in mm-hmm. like our world Absolutely. where people are just, you know, it's either like I've used this, these terms before, but like, um, like, I just, I just feel like one side saying like, if you don't like it, you can leave. And like another, the other side saying like, well, you know, get get right or get left basically like yeah. you know get on board or die or like you right. know do what do what everyone else is doing or or get out you know Absolutely. and like i i get like I, I don't know how to say this like i get i get both of them you know in in sentimental way like i understand where you're coming from but like i just like neither of those is going to help <laughs> oh absolutely right is what i you know is my thing and i so that's just what, it, you know, the record's about how I just see, you know, whether it's over uh, a belief in something or not, or whether it's like a lifestyle choice or like not doing it or a, you know, anything you can, you know, all kinds of stuff in our, in our world today. Like, I just feel like I see a lot of people just like not willing to budge. And then a lot of people just expecting people to budge. Um, and like, unless you, and in my experience, I don't know, like I, I've had a lot, you know, a different life experience than a lot of people but in my experience like what's what's been good is like if if you have relationship with people and if you take the time to be patient with people who disagree with you um like then that's that's what changes people's minds and like i was lucky enough to have people you know my upbringing was you know obviously like pretty conservative and pretty um you know i was raised in church pretty much and uh you know now if that's like you know it's a lot different for me I, i lean you know kind of I don't know. I, I was, it's, I, I would say I kind of lean liberal on a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, and that was just because, you know, when I got out into the real world and everything, I just, I think a lot of, I, I got lucky with, I have to have a lot of people who had a lot of different experiences than me and were patient enough with me to realize that like, you know, I'm, you know, that I wasn't an idiot or that I wasn't like, you know, all, all this stuff. And they, they took the time with me and like, and now I, 
you know, I've gotten the opportunity to be able to like tour and like meet a ton of different people from a ton of different backgrounds and like that have crazy different life experiences than me. And like, I, I'm, I'm just so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I just wish it, it, it's just hard, you know, it, I just wish that people, that like everyone could, could go through that and realize that like the world is different than they think it is. Yeah. And so like, and just, you know, it's just a very like, it's also a very like, you know, why can't we just be nice to each other kind yeah, of thing. Right. Um, and I, I get that's not that simple, but sometimes, you know, sometimes I just, I yeah. feel like, you know, why can't we all just be patient with one another and why can't we all just get along and stuff? But yeah, yeah no, it's, <laughs> you know, as simple. Yeah. As silly as that is, but yeah. No, it's always good to not be sheltered and to have everyone be able to say what they want. And I think that's the thing too. And I completely agree. You know, you grow up a certain way, but why would you ever want to silence the people that don't agree with you when that way you kind of get the whole logistical thinking part and being able to balance things out by hearing everyone that might have a different opinion from you? Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And yeah, I, I exactly. I, I feel the exact same way. It's like every time I see you know, people just like getting kicked out of stuff because of, you know, a certain thing or like, you know, people find out that a band is associated with a certain thing or people find out that, well, okay, without, without getting weird, like without going too far, like, um, I don't know, like, I just feel like if people find out that you think differently than they do, or if, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, not, not all the time, but, you know, I've seen, seen it happen, like in our scene and like, in kind of like the DIY community and stuff like there's, it doesn't happen a ton, but like whenever I see like, you know, people get kicked out of shows, you know, for wearing a certain shirt or like, pe- you know, oh, yeah. things yeah. like that. And I just feel like sometimes we're missing opportunities to be able to talk to people and be like, hey, you know, ask questions like, hey, what is what what makes you think that or why? Why is it that you think that way? Right. Instead of just like, you know, I don't know, instead of just shunning them, instead of just, you know, kicking them out, obviously outside of like abuse or violence or oh, things yeah, like that. Yeah, right. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that the whole like unfriend me thing, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily work all the time. And I think that we're going to like someday we're going to have to stop doing that. If we're going to, if we're going to hope, try and like have progress and have change and have harmony and stuff. I don't know. That's, oh. I mean, that's very idealistic, but like, <laughs> look, something's going to break at some yeah. point. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the uh, comedian Jim Jeffries at all? Oh my gosh, I love him. That yeah. Australian guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I actually yeah. I went to see him again. This was like right after Trump won. And he oh, was doing yeah. his he was doing his whole set. And I guess there were a couple of Trump supporters because obviously he's completely anti Trump and a lot of people yeah, he's are salty makes, as hell. Oh yeah, yeah. He <laughs> hates it. He absolutely hates it. And it's hilarious to listen to him talk about it. And in the theater of like 2,000, 3,000 people or whatever, there are a couple Trump supporters that when he says something are kind of like booing or hissing or making comments. So him as a comedian knows they can't stand up to him. So he takes the mic and he just hands it to him. And he goes, here, talk all you want about Trump and let us know, you know, what you're feeling and what's wrong and, you know, blah, blah. Hmm. But the problem was that was great. But then the crowd just booed and made sure that they couldn't speak. And the whole time, it's like, let them talk because I want to hear what stupid things they have to say. You know what I mean? I want to hear because (laughs) you know they can't stand up to what he's going to say. So let's see Mm -hmm. what the back and forth is. But they wouldn't allow it. And it's fun. Yeah. But it would have been nice to have that back and forth, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah, no, I I hear what you're saying is like, there's, I just, I just don't want to, like I've said this before too, but I don't want to like, just I don't want to get to the end of my life and realize that like I gave up on people, you know, right. or like that I because I think I think that's almost like a form of giving up on the world around you. It's just being like, all right, like anyone who says anything different than me, like don't don't be on my Facebook or don't whatever. Right. Like I get I get the whole like not like wanting to have negative things in your Facebook feed or like not wanting to hear you know those you know because people can say terrible things. Oh, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, and that that just honestly it could be just my experience. Like, um, and if if this record comes out and it nobody relates to it and it just was you know something for me to get out there, then that's you know that's still okay to me. But well, I guess on that note a little bit for your Facebook and Twitter and everything, how has the reception been to the singles that you've released so far? Dude, people have been so great. Good. Um, like I, the response has been like blown us away. That's uh, awesome. I. Yeah, I mean, holy crap. Like I I just feel so so honored like to have, you know, 
people show the kind of support that they've been supporting or that they've been showing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's been killer. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I guess it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think it's going to get even better when the album comes out on the 14th, I think for sure. But nice. let me completely switch gears on you for a second because yeah. we talked about the band and I have a quick question before we even go more into the past, but you said you went from a four piece to a three piece for Lowell. Are you back to a four piece now? Yes, I probably okay. should have mentioned that. Yeah, we um, yeah, uh, we added our friend Shane Riley, mm-hmm. uh, who a lot of a lot of people in like our like because you interviewed household, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, he and he's like super them, um, and like he he did like filled in on drums for for comrades, uh, for a while. Like that's how we met him. Was we did a little like weekend run with comrades, and that we met sense. Shane, and he was just one of us. Nice. Uh, and uh, like he's he's filled in for like every Blood and Ink band, not really, no, but like <laughs> he's enough. filled in for Comrades and right. Weather Bones and and then us and then he was in our band. So yeah, so we have so Steve used to play drums and now he plays guitar. Okay, all right. So yeah, was Shane still part of the writing process for the new album as well? Yeah, um, it was weird. We we were on that tour with Comrades last February mm-hmm. and uh, we pretty much asked him right before that. Um, and so the that February tour was the last three-piece run that we did i think okay all right might have might have done one more after that but and then he basically we had like voice memos <laughs> of like <laughs> the songs that we sent him and we we're just like here write drums to this and then he got out here about a week before we left for it oh very Atlanta. nice okay yeah wow yeah. it was a little confusing because some sites report it and i haven't seen you live yet i'm gonna see you on the 20th of april at uh out of the blue in Cambridge. So that way I was going to know oh, for wow, sure. Nice. Yeah. So I'm awesome. very excited to be able to see you guys live. Cause I've never had a chance to before. Awesome. We'll have to go get a beer or something. If you're into that plenty of bars, believe me, I'll show you all my favorites around here. <laughs> <It'll> <laughs> nice. right on. I can't wait. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, let me now that we've got that out of the way, let's go all the way back in the past. You're doing clean and unclean vocals on this album, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. When did you find out that that's something you want to do? Because you're also playing guitar as well. When did you start first knowing that you wanted to play an instrument and then also do vocals? But then when did you learn, I can also do these unclean vocals on top of clean vocals too? Um, When I uh, was about 10 years old, my dad bought me a three-quarter size acoustic guitar. Okay. Um, we uh, So my dad actually went to Bible college in Sydney, Australia. Mm. Um. And uh, so we, like my brother and I, when we were, like I was 10 and he was eight or whatever to when I was 11 or 12. And so we spent two years in Australia and it was insane. Oh, very nice. Um, But my dad like went to like the flea market and bought me a three quarter size acoustic guitar that I still have. Nice. And uh, yeah. And so like, he just, he just taught me how to play. Like my dad and my grandpa are both like insane guitar players and like really, really great. And so I learned kind of like from my family and my dad to play guitar. Oh, very cool. And uh yeah and like um i don't know when i like ever since i was a kid like i've always kind of like i don't know i just kind of sang a lot mm-hmm. i guess um that kind of sounds really dumb <laughs> like yeah like oh i'm always singing always but, singing. uh yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know it was kind of a like i just always thought it was like a ton of fun to play and sing at the same time when i was younger mm-hmm. um and i like so my dad has written music as long as i can remember uh and so, like, of course, when I started playing, I just started, like, writing these little silly songs. Um, and so, like, that was just kind of where that started for me. Like, they were, you know, terrible. I was <laughs> But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, it always kind of just felt right, I guess. Oh, sure. As, as spooky as that sounds. But, um, yeah, and so, like, I – my first band I was ever in when I was 14 – um we like i was like the front man and then i was like oh no this is what i want to do like ah, i want to just sing gotcha. <laughs> um and then i and then i missed it super bad uh and um yeah so when we started the band before tiger wine it was mm-hmm. like i was playing and singing as well and it was just like oh, this okay. is it, like i was back to it you know right <laughs> but yeah so i i just kind of like i whew, t- try to answer the other part of that question like I came up listening to like Under Oath and like yeah. Norma Jean and like all that. Sure. Um, and also like Reliant K and oh, like my man. parents raised me on like arena rock. Oh, sure. And, <laughs> and like my grandma is an incredible country singer. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Like, so I feel like hopefully that comes out to kind of a cool soup, 
you know, yeah. kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of, you know, loved the, the kind of both of them together. Mm-hmm. And I loved how, like, if, if a part needed it, you could just like, like, I just thought it was so awesome that you could just yell and right. it, it just, that was fine. Um, <laughs> cause sometimes like, sometimes when I like write stuff, I just feel like yelling and, uh, mm-hmm. I think it just, it's just kind of a cool thing. Um, and also for those that don't know, like Sean and Steve, actually everyone does vocals on this record at yeah. one point. Okay. Um, on, on Rainier, we all do a little thing and it just all sounds like a giant mess and it's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's mostly me and Sean who okay. who do vocals. Like Sean does some like yells and everything. Right. Um, but yeah. With the guitar and everything, is there now since you've been doing it for so long, is there like a comfortability factor that goes into that? Like would you be able to go out and just sing without it? Um, I think so. Like you mean in our band? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Just as in general. Right. Oh, well this this is a great segue into uh we have we have a side project we've been working oh, on where I just damn. where I just front it, yeah. Um, and it's it's called Flooded, and it's like a thrashy like like uh like heavy hardcore. Band. Oh, very I'm nice. Pumped about it. Wait, yeah. <laughs> it, did it just start, or do you have things out right now? We literally started it like like well, it's okay. We've talked about it for like a year. Yeah, yeah. But we we just started it recently. Oh, okay. We I was just gonna actually get... started. I was going to get mad at myself for not having all the research done, but now I know it's just... No. Okay. All right, literally good. no one knows about it but us. Very cool. But okay. Now, now the entire world will know. The entire world that listens to Ian Hates Music. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Flooded then. All right. So tell me, how did that get started? Um, We saw... Oh, gosh. Okay. This is this is so dumb, but uh, <laughs> we saw a... Uh, we were playing in... Uh, in... Oh, my goodness. Where was it? It was in washington it was in spokane okay we were in spokane and there was like a little sign that was warning you that like out of like that sometimes this gutter floods and it just said flooded and there was a guy <laughs> there was like a stick man in like some water sure we like that's that's sick that's a sick band name and we started talking about it and uh yeah and now it's i don't know it's probably just gonna we may never play live it might just okay. be like a a goofy thing but <laughs> so how did you decide on thrash that's kind of what you oh were working with goodness. we pretty much like like steve our other guitar player is very um like grew up in that world i listened to a lot of like black dahlia murder and oh, like, sure. converge and, mm-hmm. and things like that growing up and like i like me and sean like listen to a lot of way like way wussier stuff um and so, like, there's a lot of times where it's just like, oh man, like that's that's way too like like metally, you know, <laughs> like if he comes to to write with with something. And so, like, I feel like that could be a, it, it just might be a cool outlet to get you know to use the term again, get our you know willies out with stuff like that. But yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, I mean, look, you're a talented band. You can create multiple bands anytime you want. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> right on. Thanks. <laughs> I can't look. I can't wait till your rap metal band comes out. It's gonna be awesome. Yes. It's oh my gosh. Great. Yeah. Like we're huge like new metal fans. Like we, I don't know if you like we played a Lincoln Park set. I saw like that a couple times. I did. <laughs> That's awesome. There's another question right there. How did you actually decide on doing that? Well, we like we're all huge Lincoln Park fans, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. We just kind of like realized that there was a because there's there's the like first come first serve like generator stage at Audio Feed. Ah. Sure. Um, and uh, we were just like, we should do something on that. And we didn't, we really didn't want to do the thing where we like played our set twice. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know. We just decided we didn't want to do that. And so we just like, I was like, what if we did Lincoln Park? And Shane was like, I know, <laughs> I know literally every. And so we just, we just banged it out. It was, yeah, it was a ton of fun. It was like, I got to feel like I was way cooler than I like, <laughs> Like, like people know the words and like, right. like people were piling on and stuff and like, like man, I, like so this is what this is like. Like that's awesome. <laughs> is there is there anyone else that you would like love to do a cover of? Dude, we're talking about maybe like just doing like a ton of other new metal songs. Like I don't even know. Like sure. Like Sean Sean super loves Breaking Benjamin. Oh, I do too. Uh, I I agree. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? It's yeah. a good point. But. <laughs> But yeah, we're thinking about just doing like a whole bunch of like new metal songs next year. I, I don't even know. But yeah, just put yeah. out like a side EP or something, or at least just cover it. Because you know, look, everyone loves that shit on YouTube all the time. Like, how do people get popular? <laughs> they put out covers. 
That's true. Dude, ah, it's true. You're right. That's the secret to success. It That's is how you secret. make it, dude. You could be the next I prevail. Oh my goodness. Dude, yeah. That's all that's like <laughs> That's what we want to do, man. We're just gonna, we're just trying to make it, dude. Just make it. <laughs> that's just, that's like, you know, that's what it's all about. Just making it. See, this is why I love doing this show. Is I just really get <laughs> deep down into what the people. It's just money. It's about money and nothing else. And yep, I got gotcha. you, dude. Yeah, like our, yeah, like you don't even know our band has made like dozens and dozens of dollars, like touring the country. It's been insane. Like this life is just unreal. It's called living the dream. <laughs> oh man now look i'm really looking forward to seeing you guys live i think no matter what even if you're playing all lincoln park songs i don't care i think it'll be fun i'll know the words no matter what whichever one you're doing i'll know the words but let me ask you this what did you think of that new lincoln park song uh we oh man this hurts me to say this yeah. but we we did not love it no um i like how you said you didn't love it it wasn't I yeah. didn't like it. You just didn't love Re- it. Reason being is that because Marion Hill's on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Have, what, you, heard, have you heard her her stuff? No, I have not. I've only heard that. It's, oh, it's awesome. See, that's that's the saving grace. Oh, really? Because she is amazing. Her stuff is sick. Like she's just like this, um, like I don't know. She's just like this singer that um, it's kind of like. Have you ever heard Purity Ring? Yes, it's actually not, I have. It's not necessarily like Fury Ring, but like you know how like he like messes with her vocals and stuff, and mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stutter vocals, and like they make a beat out of them and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, like it, it has that element to it, and it's like it's awesome. It's just groovy. Oh, all, interesting. You know? Okay. But but that new Lincoln Park song is just like it's depressing, man. Yeah. It just sounds like I just I don't, I mean maybe that's just like the whole maybe that's just the single. Maybe they're pulling a break in a habit, you know. I like, look. I'd be when, happy. If that were, if yeah. that were the case, yeah, because like be when happy. breaking the, breaking the habit was the single, mm-hmm. like people were just like, oh, it sounds so stupid, like they're just, Bleh. or like when Balance and Composure did electronic drums, oh, sure, on their on their single, and people were just like, oh, it's like band sucks now, and then the record comes out and it's sick, like you never know. I think people are just a little bit more afraid now because there've been bands like Suicide Silence and things that have put out <laughs> tracks, and you're like, oh, maybe it's only that one track, and then it's the whole album. <laughs> You're like son of a bitch. Oh man, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, like I heard, I heard like the the new Suicide Silence did like worse than their first thing. Is that true? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't want to speak out of turn on it because I know we talked kind of separately about it, but it was their like lowest selling album to date. That's, that's what I heard. Okay, that that was them. Yeah, and they had the most promotion. Yeah, the most promotion ever. Oh, yeah, it's it's bummer. sad. Yeah, it's it's Those really poor sad. Guys. I know. Well. If, you know, Eddie wasn't having fights with CJ from Nyarda's murder and stuff, people would probably feel better. <laughs> uh, what can you do? Dude, but that's where you get that publicity, man. That's where you get that that pit beef. And that's actually a good point. That was not my next question, but is now. If you could have beef with anyone in the scene to get even more popular than you are, who would it be? Oh, man. Put you on the spot. I apologize. <sighs> who's really pissed no, no. you off? Not seriously. <laughs> oh, who's... Who's really pissed us off that we could have beef with to get popular? <laughs> this is now my all-time favorite question. I'm going to ask everyone this now. <laughs> oh, man. It's got to be comrades. Oh, there you go. It's got to be nice. comrades. They're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> See, the now worst. we got the soundbite. Now I can cut this. I can put it out yes. there. Clickbait. It's great. It's That's going to be the one. Yep. Lol, like, only three members. Buh. <laughs> No, that's funny. All right. Off topic of all the funny stuff here. <laughs> Let me, before we, actually, I do have plenty of other non-serious questions, but I did want to ask this before we move on. So on the new album, you've got the track Soot, where it's just, it sounds like it's just you and a guitar, right? Um. Yeah. Yep. Shane actually did, uh, played vibraphone on this okay. song as well. All right. How did that come about? Because that's a little bit slower, but it's not like a, you know, let's bring the mood down type of track. It's not that acoustic track that often shows up. This is still a grungy, raw track. How'd that kind of come about? Wow. I'm glad you asked that. I, I'm glad you say that. Like that's I like means a ton to me that like the, it's, it's not, it's not just like a forced, you know, oh, no. dynamic pull down. Good. No, absolutely um, not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Shane and I just like, we, we wanted to have one more track for, for the record. Like we had nine solid songs. Um, and, uh, Shane and I just started talking about like, um, he and I 
did when we were in middle school and high school, like we did concert band and like marching band and stuff. Oh, sure. Um, and like Shane always talked about, like, he was like, yeah, like, I'd be sick to play like bells or vibes or marimba or something, something fun like that on a song. And I had like, I'd had this song that I had pitched to Steve and Sean, like for like, it had, it had gone on for a long time, like months and months. Like we would go to, you know, like, do do like any kind of writing or whatever and i'd be like let's try this one again and they would just roll their roll their eyes and uh, sure. we tried to do it as a like we tried to do that song as like a full band song um and it just never worked out and we could never figure it out and it just it just never it just wasn't meant to be and so i i was just like let's try this and um i just like you know did a little voice memo of mm-hmm. it and shane kind of like tabbed out a thing which was yeah it, it was just really really cool it just kind of came together really natural and, yeah. and fun and like the, the recording of that song was so much fun. Like I got to feel so cool. Like we did, um, like if anybody's ever seen like the, those, the chariot music videos, or like oh. under those DVDs or whatever, where yep. they like record vocals in the hallway mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I got to do that, like with no headphones or click oh, nice. or anything okay. like that. Um, and it was like a one take kind of thing. Um, Very cool. And it was like, I just, I, it just felt so cool. Like I was like, wow, I'm an artist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look but, it's, yeah it was, it was really really awesome it's definitely a standout track that's for sure wow thank you yeah so now back to the randomness because i think i got most of the stuff that i wanted to cover out so i wanted cool. to ask you we're doing this new thing now where there's like punk rock emo karaoke and they do it in front of a full live band if you could think off the top of your head is there a track that you would love to get in front of everyone and do something like that literally any song by dashboard confessional there you go Okay. All right. How about hands down, hands down by Dashboard Confessional? Nice. All right. Wow, you had that quick too. <laughs> hands down. No, uh, like that. That was my jam as a kid. Like that was like the when I first learned how to drive, and like I was just like when I was pissed off at anything, I was like right. go in my car and just like punch the roof and sing Dashboard songs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. No, you, that is a great answer. That's a fantastic answer, actually. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Well. I did want to also ask, because obviously we've been talking a lot about music, but is there anything else that you have hobby-wise that either affects the music or just something you do to relax? Are you a movie person? Are you a book person, TV, anything like that? Oh, man. Hmm, what do I do? Um, I, okay, this is, this is geeky as all get out. <laughs> I, like, I play golf a ton. Oh, okay, um, all right. And, uh, like, so my dad and I play a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane is actually like golf with us a few times as well. Uh, and it's like, I love it. It's amazing. Oh, very um, cool. like it's something that, like I've just gotten into the last few years, but yeah, like if you have an opportunity to go like to a driving range or like go do something like that or learn how to do it, it's, it's awesome. It is like, you just get to, it's like essentially an excuse to just go walk around like beautiful grass right. outside. Like no, very true. is what it is for me. It just, it just clears your, your head, man. It's awesome. But now in Colorado, um, you can only do that certain times of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, if you rough it, you can, you can do probably like seven or eight months out of the year because it's always sunny here pretty much. Um, but yeah, like sometimes it's just sunny and cold. Right. Um, but yeah, in a couple months out of the year, it's, it's perfect. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Like I know, Hmm. Who else? Like what else do people in our band do for fun? Jeez. Like we, we do hike our asses off. We hike a lot. Do you do it at the different tour spots and everything as well? Oh, we should. You know what we do do on tour a lot is uh, we like. Well, we haven't done it in a while, but we uh, we play disc golf a ton. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just any kind of golf, apparently. Yeah. It's is like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we used to we used to disc golf like every place we went. Um, but yeah, we haven't done it in a while. We'll have to do it again. But uh, yeah, like we do like Sean, our bass player is like he like hikes like fourteeners, which if for people who don't know is like a. Um, mountain whose peak is like above 14,000 feet. Oh, okay. And there's like 50 or so of them in Colorado. Oh, nice. Um, and he like, yeah, he'll, he'll, he does those all the time. Like he's like the outdoorsy camping guy. Ah, uh, sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's certainly not bad. <laughs> Should... Not super exciting, I guess. No, yeah. no, no. I, look, you're the first person who said golf before. Should fans send golf video games for while you're out on tour? Oh, yes. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, buy me accessories. Yes. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll guest list you if you bring me golf accessories <laughs> on tour. Yes. That is great, actually. You need to post that. That's definitely going out there. <laughs> yeah. Put that up on Facebook. Yeah. You get a lot of stuff, actually. Dude, that'd be nuts. 
We've, dude, we've actually asked people a lot to bring us pickles on tour. Oh, wait, hold on and, a second. Uh, Sorry, wait, wait. You mean the food? Yeah. Okay. We are like. I was not expecting yeah, that. Yeah, we've like so we've asked for beer and pickles. Ah, there you go. Uh, okay. Like a, like a lot of a lot of times. I gotta say, it's been it's it's been a low turnout. Has it really? As far as that's go. Well, I think they're goes, probably but... turning people away. I doubt the venue is liking very much when they check someone's bag. Like, what are all this? Is a glass bottle of pickles. What are you doing? You're crazy. That's person. why. Yes. Oh man, we're asking for the wrong stuff. That's why. Uh, I see. The problem is, I don't even know if you're joking or not. If you really ask people for pickles, no. There's like posts on our Instagram where is we're like, really? "Hey, we're playing, we're playing like Hutchinson, Kansas tonight. Please bring us Coors Banquet and or pickles." Look, you're gonna have trouble work. when you come out to the East Coast. You're gonna have trouble getting Coors Banquet. Ah, uh, it's true. Yeah, it's it, oh, it's because it's the hometown here. You'll just have regular <laughs> yeah. Coors. I don't know if the Silver Bullet's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah any anything local okay. for those for those that want to bring us beer anything local is dope we always try to try local stuff well look but, when you show up to cambridge you're definitely gonna have to come out and get beer because the place that you're playing is an art gallery oh awesome yeah i mean look it's a very cool intimate set and everything but they don't sell anything there but merchandise so there's oh, art okay. and there's merchandise and no alcohol so just so you're aware Oh, right on. Awesome. Well, then we'll just have to we'll have to go hang. You'll have to show us around, man. That'd oh, be awesome. absolutely, man. Well, look, unless uh, you've got any questions, I think I covered pretty much everything and even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I I talked enough for both of us. Yeah. No, no. You can still talk more. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> believe me. Oh, I definitely get like off on things. I do the thing where like I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going to end sometimes. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for letting me. Thanks for letting me do that. Man. No, awesome. not a problem at all. Well, look, I am going to have links for all the ways that people can get in touch with you, get your merchandise, hopefully pre-order, die with your tongue out as well. Obviously, that's a big help. It's a great album, so I'm hoping people do it. But for right now, what's the best way for people to support you? Um, right now, like pre-orders are a huge thing okay. for sure. Um, yeah, like uh. People have already been like sharing stuff around so much, which is just insane. It's just like it's so cool. Um, but yeah, I guess like the best way would either be either to pre-order it or to to come to a show and say what's up. Like we we kind of like also when we started this band, we kind of like decided that we that like music is kind of an excuse to like meet people and like have friends and like and do fun stuff. Um, and so like I, I say it a lot like when we play like uh, for anybody who's like gonna come to a show or anything like we super super love when people come up to us and like say hello or like just want to hang out or like anybody who's who's down to hang out we're always pumped um so yeah like if you want to like come up and like make four new friends like please do that's that's like what we're what we're in this for for sure and yeah once again for everyone i'll have links for everything so you can find out where tiger wine's going to be but they're definitely going out starting very soon with daisy head and northbound correct yes sir well there we go hayden I think we got everything covered. Like I said, this was a lot of fun. I think I spent most of my time laughing, and that's when I know <laughs> that this has been a good one. So thank you very oh. much, man. Well, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem at all. And I was being absolutely serious. I really, really love the new album. So I'm hoping that everyone goes out, pre-orders it, picks it up in the first week, support these guys because they really deserve it. Wow. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Hayden, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it.
That last track you heard was Nosebleed. I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Hayden. I know I did. You can find all the links to support Hayden and Tigerwine in the description of this episode. Make sure to pre-order Die With Your Tongue Out. Once again, it is coming out this Friday, April 14th through Blood and Ink Records. At least pick up the album the first week. You know how important it is for first week sales. And it really is a great album. Thank you to Hayden for coming on the show. Also, thank you to Mike for helping set all of this up. It was a long time coming, and I think the conversation came out very well. So on top of that, you can also support Ian Hates Music by following the other links in the description of this episode. Don't forget that we have a weekly music show where my co-host Jackson and I talk about all the scene news, album reviews, and really anything else that we want to talk about. Remember, this is all for free, so we hope you enjoy all of this. We're going to leave you with one more track from the new album, Die With Your Tongue Out. It's called Sharp Edged, and once again, it's another great track. So listen to this, go pre-order the new album, you won't regret it, and I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So cool.